The Afghan Arabians, man, for July 6, 2022. How's it going? How's it going? Oh my god, still recovering from the fucking altitude over here. You know, I didn't realize that after Aspen, like the 10,000 feet versus 5,000 feet are a massive, massive difference to your nose and the skin. You know, like, I'm just like a. I, I didn't know. I'd never been to Vail Aspen until I went over there. And then it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was a lot of fun mountain driving and all that. Did I talk about it? I probably did. Um, although I recorded from the hotel last week uh, about the abortions. But, um, you know, recovering well back in the land area. You know, 200 feet, you know, from the uh, sea level. Instead of the, as I crack open a can of the dry, caffeine-free zero over here. Take a sip. And uh, ready to talk about the uh, Saudi Arabia. 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 Arabs. Uh, because, 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 as, uh, sports contracts and all that shit are happening while the Supreme Court of America was doing its shit again, you know, after the guns, after the abortions, you know, EPA, right, you know, the authority taking a blah, blah, blah. Um, again, I'm a little optimistic about it. You know, I think this is part of a democracy and, uh, you know, that's how it got set up. And the way to correct the democracy, I'm going to say once again, is to go fix this shit uh, and go fucking vote and then, you know, push and actually fucking campaign. You know, not let it dissuade you and say, oh, we lost democracy. No, compare that to other fucking countries. Not so bad. Uh, so anyways, that's the uh, that's the glass half full way of looking at it. Regardless, so I want to talk about the topic I haven't talked about in a while, which is the LIV, live, live golf. You know, as uh, I think uh, we saw... USC, the University of Southern California Trojans, and then the UCLA, the University of California of Los Angeles uh, Bruins, decide to join the Big Ten Conference. Apparently, the Southern California schools reached out to Big Ten, not the other way. And this is really, you know, picking up the whole discussion and the sports and the sports media rights and consolidation, mergers and acquisitions, redundancies, whatnot, blah, blah, blah. As we're in the age of stream and TV contracts and lack of attractive content, you keep you busy on a fucking screen. You know, if you want to hear related content uh, similar to this, you know, I talked about I am for ESL as a ESLer, which is the European Soccer League, Super League, excuse me. I think I recorded that last year sometime. Uh, what episode was it? Episode 213 from April 21st, 2021. <laughs> I think I was really baked when I recorded that episode. <laughs> so it was one of the most uh, nonsensical sounding thing. Uh, and the 420 I talked about. Anyways, continuation of that, you know, oh my god, there's where's the tradition and all that shit anymore. About, you know, if you look at the college conference landscape, Big Ten is Midwest. and it's, You know, to be honest, the whole, hey, conference has to stick to a region. Lost its luster when... You know, fucking Texas Christian University decided to join Big East or whatever the fuck it was at that time. Uh, ACC, excuse me. I, maybe it was Big East. I just go like, look, Texas ain't even... Fort Worth, Texas ain't even close to anything fucking East. What the fuck? So it has really become evident that it's the brand name of the conference and who did the best job building it. And also, you know, who can get the most amount of brands that's going to be sellable 
to the media platforms, whether it's, you know, traditional ones like CBC, or I mean, CBS, ABC, ESPN, yada, yada, you know, the usual suspects. Or, you know, you get the streamers now, like the Amazon, Netflix, and uh, yeah, Apple Plus, you know, jumping into MLS and shit. So in the midst of all that, uh, there are a lot of already consolidated, established brands in the world in general that really, in my opinion, have not offered really entertaining fucking value. I'm going to point first to fucking WWE first, which caused the creation of All Elite Wrestling, the show that I just came back from, which is fantastic for 80-something dollars US. You pay for $90, including parking. And then, you know, NASCAR, in a way, Formula One revitalized itself, you know, although I don't think the seasons have been entertaining, you know, it's just like, I, I just don't. Like, Lewis Hamilton wins everything, and then the courses are fucking boring, you know? Shit like that. What, you want, you know, it's not entertaining to watch. WWE ain't world wrestling entertainment ain't entertaining me, goddammit, you know? Because of the one creeper Vince McMahon, you know, that the, the, the end. And then, you know, the... If you look at the case study of it, you know, what happened back in the days in the 80s, the English Football Association and what happened and how the Premier League got created at that time, EPL, English Premier League. Now it's Premier League because there's some teams in Welsh, you know, Wales and all that shit. And obviously that has become the most, uh, although it is from 40 years ago, if you follow the story of it, it's very fascinating what's happening in the college conference landscape, you know, along with the name image and likeness thing that happened that is like ex- expediting the sudden change and shift of the media rights and then the players rights and then the earning power and then the demand and blah inflation god damn it mcdonald's no longer have a dollar drink menus okay that's how <laughs> so kids need to get a fucking nil deal which is like driving only the rich schools to drive things but then again the rich schools are the brands that's selling the tv rights Anyways, like all, all these things are merging and whatnot. New players are coming up to sell some potential, you know, content, you know, whether it's La Liga or, you know, in soccer, you know, League One. But let's be honest. If you're a football, football, soccer fan, look, all the other leagues are not as competitive and entertaining as Premier League when it comes to competitiveness, you know, the drama and whatnot. Like fucking La Liga. You know who the top two, three teams are. Bundesliga 1, you know who the top two, three teams are? Fucking, you know, well, whatever, the, 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 the fucking Italian one, League 1, and uh, like French one. You're like, fuck, it's, it's PSG or nothing. Who gives shit about the rest of the French teams at this point? Monaco? Monaco ain't even fucking France. It's a separate, whatever. So, which brings me to fucking golf, which PGA, despite the golf's popularity, popularity rising through you know the means of like top golf covid is somehow encouraging that while it's a socially distant thing you can do by yourself with your buddies drinking i personally enjoy golf being a one single uh sport that i can do by myself and i like it's like a solitary thing that i can actually focus and do things and i like playing fast i hate beating around the fucking bush i don't drink anymore but I want to play and go, go, go. And then I, I want to get it done. I want to see how fast I can play. I'm a fast player. Like, I don't want to beat around the bush betting on a fucking shot. I really don't. I just go like, you know, and then some people like it slow. But, you know, even picking up golf has been like really annoying to do. You know, finding time of your day, take a day off and do shit. Which is why PGA and others are like trying to encourage different things. Instead of the usual 18 holes in a day, 
uh, try to make it accessible doing, you know, the nine holes. Like, fuck, nine holes is too short for the price that you're paying. So why don't we make six, six, six? You know, like front, like instead of a front nine, back nine, it's like phase one, six, phase two, six, phase three, six, stuff like that. You know, and then the golf's getting popular, but how many people are actually walking, watching PGA? Because I gotta be honest, as a long, long time golf fan who could watch a fucking US Open a whole fucking weekend, I really haven't followed. And then gambling has encouraged you watching. Yeah, like Scotty Scheffler and all, like, I remember. Like, that guy was saving, you know, making me money when I was, like, dire in need of money. But that said, I just go, like, I don't proactively watch it like I used to. It got really boring. It just became uninteresting. They try to introduce the FedEx Cup, playoff point system. You know, some idea of playoffs in an individual sport makes absolute no sense to me. Because tennis try to do it uh, with the point system through the ATP, you know, leading up to the U.S. Open. Yada, yada, yada. And then encourage them to play the intermediary tournaments, whether it's like Cincinnati Masters or Toronto Canadian Open or the New New Haven one in Yale, you know, leading up to the Flushing Meadows U.S. Open, right? You know, shit like that. And then, like, NASCAR is trying to do the Sprint Cup, Nextel Sprint Cup. And I'm like, I, I don't give a shit. I really don't. Why are you trying to, like, dumb down? A team concept idea of a long season into an inter- individual one that makes absolutely no sense as a one-off one-shot. Uh, anyways, which brings, you know, and then golf is obviously, you know, TV ratings and all that is not doing great. So, um, we got this so-called alternative called the Live Golf. Like, L-I-V. Like the Roman numeral 49 or some shit. And I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Uh, and then, oh, 54, excuse me. And then the name Liv is a reference to, I'm reading the Wikipedia, Roman numeral 54. That's what I thought. The score if every hole on a par 72 courses were birdied. Yeah, if you minus one every hole. Um, so it would be 54, I guess. And then this got founded, uh, over the last year, led by the chief executive officer of Greg Nolan, the Shaq. Out of Australia, who's always been the shit disturber when it comes to PGA, yada yada yada. Uh the big controversy that has come up, you know, despite the hype, really is that look, this isn't really back funded by the Saudi public <laughs> investment fund, and which is means basically it's a Saudi sovereign wealth fund, which is basically means it's a government funded thing. And if you know the Saudi government, uh, which one of the golfers, Phil Mickelson, finally said. Ah, it's a scary motherfucker. <laughs> Jamal Khashoggi. Women can't drive. Women get blamed if they get cheated on. Because he... And no homosexuality. You know, and then all the terrorist attacks that happened in America and others. Like Al-Qaeda. You know, or Saudis. You know, if you talk to the Middle Eastern people, they're like, look, man, who gives us the bad reps? Middle East has a lot of countries, such as, you know, not just Saudi Arabia, like Iran, you know, Iraq, Oman, Qatar, Qatar, you know, they say, Syria, all these other f- fucking places, they're all there, they're all there, Lebanon, but then they're like, fucking Saudi's the worst, they're the biggest, and they're the worst, and which is why OPEC with the oil thing is like, dude, S- Saudi's a fucking, the mob boss here, right, so anyways, like, it's, but they have the ultimate fuck you money. 
And Phil Mickelson, like, I'm not saying this out of my ass either. He fucking said this shit. Because what did he say? He questioned every single thing that he said. Yeah. Scary motherfucking motherfuckers to be involved with. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, what did he say? Let me pull up his quote. They are scary motherfuckers to get involved with. We know they killed the Khashoggi and have a horrible record on human rights. They execute people over being gay. Knowing all this, why would I consider it, even consider it? Because this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to reshape how the PGA Tour operates. They, PGA pal, been able to get by manipulative, coercive, strong-arm tactics because we, the players have no recourse. As a as nice guy as PGA Tour commissioner comes across as, unless you have leverage, he won't do what's right. And the Saudi money has finally given us that leverage. I don't want to kick someone while he's down, obviously, but it was like, blah, 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 blah. That's what Michael Roy said. Uh, look, and a lot of these players are seeing, uh, I got to be frank, a fuck you money. If Dustin Johnson gets paid, what, $150 million? Phil Mickelson gets paid $200 million. Sergio Garcia, Martin Keimer, Graham McDowell, Luis Oosthuizen, Charles Schwartzel, Lee Westwood, all these people getting like, Tens and hundreds of millions of dollars. And then the, you know, Ian Poulter is allegedly offered 22 million pounds to join the league. And then, you know, everybody signed the NDA. And, you know, they're, you know, clearly stacking up the roster. It's like the competitive balance isn't there still. But if you keep throwing money at it, obviously it will happen. Uh, and then some of you are wondering, wow, is this kind of like, the reference I made earlier, AEW to WWE. I'm sorry, the Khan family who backed, who had a huge funding backing the All Elite Wrestling, you know, shot Khan, who owns the Jacksonville Jaguars, to Fulham, and uh, All Elite Wrestling at this point, uh, didn't make their money fucking, you know, being the oil gangbangers at this point. You know, and then abusing whatever whatever they did over the century-long practice that they did. Alright? They made earnest money through making Flex and Gate uh, for the automotive parts, which really is the harness and the cables and the cars and stuff. And his son, Tony, obviously was a passionate fan and made a great business case to do it. The timing and luck worked out, and they have the good funding to back it all up. Uh, and to be honest, they're not outpaying WWE to create their business case and becoming the alternative media rights product. Um, so is Liv really, you know, the all elite golf to a fucking PGA, the world wrestling golf over here? Um, no, I mean, it, it just, it is, they're trying to be, and then I, I cannot pick a winner between these two. It's not making me watch a fucking live golf. Because, like, given the fucking heat that this motherfucker carries, motherfucker meaning the live, with the sports washing Saudis have been trying to do, they got the, the, what, the F1 race this year, and then there was a big-ass controversy also. Given the history of it, UFC going over there, WWE going over there, making the ridiculous fuck you money for 10 years, you know? That's about $50 million, I if I remember right, you know, uh, annually, you know, to go over twice a year for WWE. Like, you can't get that revenue anywhere. 
And what does that solve? And then they give you the fucking usual talking points going like, well, we're trying to... How, how do you change a culture if you don't go over there? Which is awfully, awfully linearly myopic view of it. If you don't see it, the whole thing through. If you, So I'm not going to go into that. But basically, is live an attractive option? An encourageable option where I just go like, wow, I want to see this thing. And I'm not going to go into the team concept and all that also at this point. Because I just go... Look, all the golfers involved in this, who some are suspended, you know, by or to lose the membership through PGA and all that, and not be able to play in a PGA Championship in certain tournaments. Uh, I think the British Open, the Open, said live players are not allowed here, and all the sponsors and the different tournaments are like trying to play nice on both sides with the players and the tour itself. If you don't know, the PGA Tour is a non-profit. Uh, organization s- supposed to be originally organized by the golfers, the members, because they gain the membership and you're part of this group. But obviously, as every because PGA stands for Professional Golfers Association. Did you know what the fuck that acronym was to begin with? And then it obviously morphed into just a big ass league without any transparency whatsoever. You know, supposedly. You know, it's by the players, for the players, but it's not. So whatever media deal they, they get through NBC, Golf Channel, CBS, whatever, ESPN, all that things, you don't really see a even split of the money to it. And is it like a league to a, you know, the players union relationship like you have in other leagues such as the NBA or the NHL or the MLB or the NFL? Fuck no. No, the whole association is supposed to be a membership system where you win the fucking qualification to get a PGA card and say, congratulations, you're part of the group. And then here are the things you're going to get. But obviously, you know, the executives who haven't picked up the fucking golf clubs to, you know, fucking be a single player can't fucking do shit and take all the money, which is what the players have been griping about for the longest time. So in that sense, you know, it's very similar to the WWE structure Without, you know, having the supposed ownership. You know, WWE is owned by Vince McMahon. And, you know, he has 80% of the voting shares, although it's a public company. And everybody else who performs in the ring, breaking their backs, are really individual contractors. You know, carrying 1099s or whatever. So, really, the plan is, however this live golf thing goes, and atrocity that it really is, and then the tragedy and, you know, travesty that really is, Uh, They're just going to sue each other and then have them open books, which I think the ultimate strategy for PGA is we ain't opening no book. We're going to settle this. Okay, we're going to come your fucking way at some point. So, and in the meantime, all these live players said, fuck it. Am I going to see every single penny of that $200 million or $150 million that they signed up to? I doubt it. But if you get at least 25% of it, in the shortest time possible, doing the least amount of work, and come back to the PGA, you know, if you have enough people complaining. I I think that's an overall success, and that's a grand calculation these people did. However, is that really worth it? You know, going through the money backing that have been presented to this. Personally, if I were a PGA golfer, I would say no. 
I know Rory McIlroy and all these people are going like it's a tradition, blah blah blah, all that shit. You know, Jordan Spieth even, you know, he's hurt. But I gotta be honest, like I, I think even Rory McIlroy and these people know this. And the people who who have thought this through from the branding perspective and what they went through, you took the blood money to get your own advantage. Cause that's how this is gonna play out at the end. It's not like holy fuck the all elite wrestling is from the the grassroots effort that it really started from passionate fans and whatnot, including the one that happened to have the most amount of money. This is in you know, this is not gonna be a permanent thing. So I think these players that signed up for it, I understand where they're coming from, but I really think also for them this is a short sighted way of doing it. I would have found some other money to do this. I know Greg Norman has been asking for this this kind of backing for something. He tried what? He tried the World Golf League, you know, and all that shit. He's been trying and trying and trying and trying to, you know, point out what he said about PGA. But for individual sports, this never fucking works. The wrestlers never unionize for this fucking reason. MMA fighters never unionize for this fucking reason. Fucking boxers. Does that ever happen? How many different belts and uh, titles are out there? Different organizations. Fucking Triller gets the most name at this point. So what does it even matter? It's tennis. It's an association. ATP. WTA. They're all associations. Kind of like the PGA. But I just go like... It, it, it just hasn't worked. And I understand they wanted to take the biggest fucking money you could do. But I just go like... Man, it just... It, this is... This is not really building onto their legacy, even if like, look, we we tore down PGA. You know, I I really, I I would be against this move from the sports washing perspective, absolutely. Because I just go like, I I just don't. I I cannot have a fucking. I have too much conscience <laughs> to, to do this shit. And I know some people don't. Give, some players don't give a fuck. It's like we're already unfucking popular, so what the fuck does this matter, you know? And then they just take fuck you money, and then it's like I just go like, look, what are you gonna do with that fuck you money? Let me ask you a question, Dustin Johnson, hundred and fifty million. Yes, it's a lot of fucking money. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do with that that you couldn't do it in some other shit? You know what I mean? Like, what does it fucking matter? But you know, I understand. Inflation is hard on everybody. Dollar drinks are gone at McDonald's in America, okay? This is the time we're coming to. Blame Joe Biden. Anyways, thanks for listening. Welcome to July, everybody. And then, uh, you know, I everybody wants more money. You know, I get it. I get it. But I just go like, what? at what cost do you do this? You know? Is this the right backer, financial backer, that you want to you wanna look back way down the road and be like, God damn, <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.